guys, welcome back to According To. I'm Megan. And I'm Sierra. We are currently staring at a camera right now, and this time, if you guys are watching on YouTube, you can see us recording the podcast for technically not the first time. We have done a video version of the podcast one we time. We tested it out last week just to see. No, I mean, remember forever ago in oh, your room? yes. So technically it has happened before, but that was definitely like a one and done type of thing. And hopefully this will be more permanent and a weekly We're occurrence. we to do this, yeah. Every week is the goal. Um, so... We have to obviously address the, I know like podcast is meant to be audio mainly, so it definitely is going to be, but like we have to address the set, you know, the set and kind of how we designed it the way we did. And so, so even if you are listening to this, week. I would encourage you to at some point, like check out the YouTube channel so you could at least see what or it like looks maybe like. We'll post a picture of it on Instagram or something like that. Yeah. We so. could do like a room tour or like on reels or something. So hopefully you guys see it no matter like which way you're listening to it, or if you just follow us on Instagram, you can check it out that way. But we're really happy with how it turned out, so we would love if you would at least know what it looks like, so you could at least envision mm-hmm. us talking in this room, even if you choose to keep listening just on, like, Spotify or Apple Podcasts or something, so. Yeah. So, this is the room that's in the front of our house. It's, like, meant to be an office, so mm-hmm. it worked out super perfectly for Sierra and I, just because um, when we were looking at houses, we at first thought we'd be using, like, a spare bedroom, and in this house, we got lucky and we have a spare bedroom, but we also have an office yeah so literally perfect works really well so this is like the back corner of the office and then it took us forever to get going with getting this room truly too and then out of the frame from the video over like where i'm pointing we have a desk setup that we are currently in the midst of working on our our dad was actually over here today um so that's going to be for like video editing podcast editing stuff like that when we want to but also just like computer work studying like any sort of like other school stuff we have to do still so i just think it'll be nice i definitely don't have room in my in my current room to have like a full desk set up so I was definitely going to utilize the office for some sort of desk at some point so that's in the midst of kind of getting finished up so really this office has taken a complete 180 from what it was just like a month or two ago so when we rebranded and did that whole new photo shoot for our podcast in February March-ish we kind of decided on like pinks reds blue orange occasionally that's kind of like not been as like prevalent of a color but still technically when we rebranded that was like another color that we chose Mm -hmm. and so obviously we wanted to stay true to that and like just kind of like a retro vibe theme is like what we kind of had going on yeah just like with the whole diner setup for the new cover that we have um sierra and i love coca-cola so that's also very like vintage feeling yeah um so that was something that we thought of when we were thinking of what to do for this room and to be honest until we really like maybe a week or two or three weeks ago when we really were deciding on like what to do with the setup, we had originally thought we were just going to be doing more straight up against like this back wall of the room here. Mm-hmm. And then the more that I looked at other podcast sets and how they're set up, they're a lot more three-dimensional than just like flat against a wall. So that was when Sierra and I kind of started thinking maybe we pivot and we go against like a corner or something instead of like just on the wall. Yeah, so we ended up getting... Um, two pieces of furniture so I'm currently sitting on like this pink little chair and then Megan sitting on a pink love seat we opted for this setup because with how we have the camera and everything set up right now it looks pretty symmetrical anyways but then also if we wanted to have a guest on the podcast at some point we have room for that other guest and we would just need to kind of pivot or change like the camera setup Mm -hmm. but we have the space for it and so that's kind of what we were intending like this setup for and then we also have this lovely corner decor so we found this funky little shelf on wayfair i believe and have decorated with some retro inspired decor so we have this red uh balloon dog that's made out of like 
glass or something. I don't really it's know. It's super fun. I saw that it's on Amazon glass, and just was like, that is so cute. Uh, then we have a blue port camera. We already had that. It kind of matches the retro vibe and it's also blue. Um, of course, had to put some Coca-Cola bottles up on the shelf. And then this disco ball is actually um, something we had for a photo shoot. Um, so it just, again, it just matches fit. the vibe. Yeah, so. it barely fits on that shelf. And technically, the bottom shelf is still open. And so if you have any ideas on decor for what to put there, let us know. Um, and then the white wall behind Sierra, we're open to doing a little bit more decor-wise right there. So if you guys have any suggestions, let us know. Um, because we looked forever on Etsy and different like print type website like society six and nothing really spoke to us except for this, this one that right we have right back here um because we it, saw it, it looks cool and we just loved it and then i mean i've seen this one on uh etsy before and i've really always liked it for whatever reason but now i feel like since i've seen the elvis movie it says heartbreak hotel on it which is an elvis Presley mm-hmm. song and so i'm like well now that i've seen the movie and i know the song i feel like i can actually have the and also print. just works because again it has the colors it has that retro vibe because elvis presley was like prominent you know in the 50s 60s 70s and then it has the disco vibe which again we have like other disco stuff on set the pink and red like we just saw it and we we're like that fits mm-hmm. perfectly like almost couldn't get more perfect for what we need yeah and so it doesn't necessarily have to be like a print idea for over here just anything that would be good wall mm-hmm. decor and can maybe bring in a little bit more blue um because otherwise we'll like we'll still look around but we haven't been in love with anything specific for that wall yeah and like neon sign is like a lot of podcasts do like neon signs which it's just i think hard sometimes to like get the lighting right when you've got like a neon light in the background too so we kind of we're not super obsessed with that idea and i don't know how well you'd be able to read it with the fact that we're at like a corner and it wouldn't be read straight on i just don't know how well that would work so we probably won't end up doing a neon sign but like megan said we are open to some ideas and then we also even put like this cute little rug on the ground that you guys will probably never see in the podcast video but, but it matches the vibe so it's just you'll like probably a see on our red like, and real pink tour. wavy checkered rug and it's super vibrant and fun so that is um do you know where these couches are from i got these from amazon pretty affordable pricing wise and, and pretty comfortable like pretty comfortable like for what we need and um i was pleased with like the price that I found them for and like the sizes like really quite perfect for what we need because it's not too oversized like a legitimate couch because we don't really need that in here so this all works well together I don't remember the brand but if possible if people care enough I could maybe link it or comment it on the video version so there we go I think that's just about it for everything we have done for this setup so hopefully you guys enjoy it hopefully it like matches kind of like the aesthetic you imagine for the podcast because that was truly like the goal we wanted to embody like this kind of rebrand that's not really rebrand anymore at this point because it's a few months old but we just wanted to capture that we've been wanting to have a video component of the podcast like for quite a while like it's always been something that we knew could be a next step for the podcast so it's nice to finally get it started and be consistent with it and then see you know if you guys like this format and just kind of having a different audience on YouTube also. So So, without further ado, we thought the perfect episode to kick us off with the video version would be to do one of our most popular episodes, which is our Reddit episodes. So we are doing a segment of Am I the A-Hole? But before we get into all of the subreddits, we are going to get into our weekly spotlight. So Megan, what is your weekly spotlight? Uh, Should we talk about the Iowa State game? Well, I was like, 
I mean, I haven't done much this past week, so therefore, the experience was maybe going to be my weekly spotlight anyways, but it could also be considered a weekly low light because we, we lost. lost. It was so sad. If we would have won, it would have been seven years in a row, and that's just so this sad. This is the first time that they've lost when Sierra and I were students. I know. Anyway, so I guess we can kind of do a quick recap for that, and that will be like our weekly spotlight, even though... It's debatable about, debatable about whether or not it was actually fun. <laughs> so, it was fun. It was just, I mean, if you, anyone is keeping any taps on Iowa football, like, it's just not good this year, and our offense is struggling. So I'll leave it at that, but it's it's like a rebuilding year, or just like <laughs> things need to change after this year, maybe, is a better way to put anyway, it. Anyway, so um, Megan and I are Iowa fans. Our older sister Haley is an Iowa fan. Her husband is an Iowa fan. Um, and then Evernotes, like on our mom's side of the family, they're all Iowa State fans. And so we went up to the game with, it was us two, Haley, Ashton, our mom, our grandparents on our mom's side, and then like our aunt and uncle, and then their two, like two of their kids also were there. They're all Iowa State fans. So they have had, you know, a tough couple of years for the last six years <laughs> as Iowa has just continued to beat them over and over again. And so Megan has student season tickets, so we were obviously going to go up no matter what, but then pretty much like our entire family, like for the Iowa State game, no matter where it's at, we'll try and go to the game, even if it's just a tailgate. But this time around, everyone got a ticket, and so Megan and I didn't sit with them because we had our student tickets, and they were all sitting kind of like in one row in a different section because they had to buy their tickets. And so tailgating was fun. We like had a spot that we like um, already bought and like rented from a ramp, so we had like no trouble like getting into an area close to the stadium, which is actually nice because it was nice. Megan and I have to walk um, the past four or five years. Yeah, well, five I, years. Okay, four years. Walking just like to the game in general. Not they actually have not had the Iowa State game in Kinnick. Well, yeah, more than like once. I just mean the ramp that we were at was like a three-minute walk twice. from the stadium versus when we had to walk from our apartment to the stadium. It was like forty minutes, mm-hmm. and so you know it was a little bit nicer. So we actually parked at the very top of the ramp just because we wanted to be like out in the open with like the sun and stuff. And the weather was like actually pretty nice and it didn't start raining. It's like we knew going into the day that it was going to have potential for rain. And so I was pleasantly surprised that it kept How getting pushed it, off later yeah, and later. Lasted. Um, we we're playing some cornhole, had some good food, overall just like great vibes. And then eventually Megan and I decided that we needed to go in earlier than the rest of our family because they had obviously bought seats and like bought specific tickets whereas the student section is first come first serve and so if you want like decent seats you have to go in early so we went in pretty shortly after the gates opened got our seats and then we were just vibing for just 90 minutes for an hour and a half and like your phones hardly even work in there so it's just like you just sit you're yeah watch the players play for a little bit and whatever um anyway game starts honestly first three minutes i was like okay our first game of the season so this was our second game of the season first game i was not pleasantly surprised it was like three to seven iowa one but it was against South Dakota State, which is like not, or they're yeah, South good for FBS or FCS. Which one are we and which one are they? Uh, we're FCS, I think. Or I don't know. No, I don't say this point. We're FBS. They're FCS. Okay. okay I so love football. South Dakota State is actually like pretty good. Like they're the top or near the top of FCS. Um, but the FCS usually in general is just like not quite as good as FBS. But they were still a pretty good team. But, but one that I would have expected to beat by a larger margin. We did and with like a touchdown or something. Yeah, so we didn't get any touchdowns during our game. You might be asking, we got seven points. Like, how'd you get seven points? We got a field goal and then two safeties. 
which is honestly impressive because safety just aren't that common. Chef's kiss. So after that game, I was like, yikes, our offense is not looking very good. And then I had watched like Iowa State. I didn't really watch Iowa State's game, but I kind of like was looking at stuff to see. I was like, how worried should we be? And it was hard to tell because they also played like one of those FCS teams for their first game and like they still won. And I was like, okay, I think Iowa State's offense is pretty good, but it's hard to tell like with like them playing as like a team that I don't know how good they are. And so I was like kind of just going into the Iowa State game weekend saying like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm just, I think the Hawks are going to win. I think they're going to pull it off. Especially because it was at home. So I was like, usually we do pretty good at home. So first three minutes, Iowa State um, has like the first possession. They end up having to uh, punt it. So I'm like, okay, great. I love like blocked the punt. Yeah, we blocked it. We blocked the punt. And and then then we were very close to their end zone. So then we like scored a touchdown pretty quickly after that. And this Mm -hmm. is like within the first three minutes of the game. So I'm thinking... Oh my we've god, we're back. The, and it was an offensive touchdown. So I was like happy about that. However, in hindsight, now I'm kind of like, okay, well, we had our special teams to thank for like blocking the punt and getting us that close to the end zone in the first place. And those were the that was the only points we scored the entire game. I will say there was definitely like there were some good moments here and there. There were some interesting turnovers on both sides of the ball. And the game was fairly engaging. And honestly, like it started pouring it towards the <clears throat> end of the fourth quarter probably and luckily i had a rain poncho so you're I also stole my rain poncho. rain poncho but like someone else in front of us had put on a rain poncho that was the exact same one as when we brought in but i was just like oh like they probably just but like also, also a rain poncho it wasn't like the most common rain poncho like the most common ones were these like bright neon yellow ones and ours were like both black and kind of a different material that we got in last year and so but at first just, like, we just like set them underneath yeah. our bleacher and i was like okay like it's not raining right now i'll pick it up when it starts raining, if it does. And then it started, like, barely sprinkling. Like, it was not even so hardly raining. he had, like, already put his on, and I was like, well, I'll wait till it starts raining a little bit more. So eventually it did start picking up, and I was like, okay, I'm going to put my rain poncho on. So I did. I grabbed mine from under the bleacher, and then... And um, then at first I was like, I still had a sweatshirt with the hood on, so I was like, I don't really mind, like, right now, it's fine. And then it started, like, really picking up, and I was like, okay, I don't want to be, like, soaking wet on the ride home. So I went to, like, go down and pick up the last rain poncho, and I was, like, looking down and across the bleachers underneath and i was like i don't see it and then i looked at Megan, and i was like do you think he has it like because i had told Megan, i was like oh i think that's like the one that we have when he first anyway, it's just on. like why would someone do that and also how did i not see him do that like because i put it we like at most football games usually like stand on top of the bleachers and you don't really sit on the bleachers and so i was standing on the bleachers and then the rain like poncho thing was underneath the bleacher i just feel like i still like would have seen him grab it but i guess i didn't and I don't think it, like, fell or anything. I don't know what would have happened. Um, but, yeah, I was pretty sure he stole it. And part of me wanted to, like, just, like, tap him on the shoulder and be like, did you where get did you get that? this bleacher, like, that I'm standing on? Because that's mine. But then I was like, he's already wearing it and it's soaking wet. Like, I'm not going to, like, have him take it off so I can put it on. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, also, to cover, like, the last little bit of the game, we had what we thought was some hope at the end, which is very sad. So we had, God, it was, like, probably one minute left. And we had gotten the ball back. Which is already like shocking in itself because I thought that Iowa State was going to like get more I thought more they points. had enough time. I thought they could maybe run the clock out. But they did end up getting a first down where like they would have been able to do that. So then it was back to our possession. So I was like already knowing our offense wasn't very good. I was kind of like, mm, I don't know. But we somehow kept getting closer and closer. And I was like. There's also some penalties too that might have yeah. gone our favor. So then I was like, okay, like we're getting close to field goal range. And like we only needed one field goal to be able to tie them. And people, people to go into had left. A lot of people had yeah. left at this point because they thought we weren't going to have any chance at all. But then, like, and I didn't think we had a chance either. Mm-mm. But then somehow, 
they give me this false sense of hope where we're close enough. There's probably like 30 seconds left at this point and we are close enough. We're in field goal range. And I'm just like, no way. Like, so that this happen. We decided to do a field goal. And this is what I freaking hate about field goals is that it's always impossible to tell because when they miss. The student section that we're sitting in is on the side. Like, I cannot see if it's going through or not. So I decided, I was like, okay, I can never tell when it's going in. I'm going to like base my reaction on like, do I think we made it or not based off of like the other people around me's reaction. And everyone else around me must have been stupid because I saw a lot of Hawkeyes cheering as if we had made the field goal to tie the game. And then it was like a delayed like, you know, one and or two seconds later. And then I could see Iowa State football, State football just, players running around cheering. I was like, well, I was they State would be cheering. And I was like, oh, shoot, do we, do we not make that? So then I was very sad. It was sad. Although it was raining pretty bad, so I know that probably makes it a little, a little harder to make the field goal. But, like, he did kick the ball, and it should have gone in between the posts. But, yeah, it was sad. And then also, weird, like, weirdly enough, so it's Sunday right now, and we were watching a few NFL games. We were trying to, like, root for Maggie's Bengals, and they were very close to winning. Unfortunately, they lost. Um, but there's a lot of field, field goal, goal stuff kicks. going on in that game too. So it was kind of weird that just like something like in the air with field goals this weekend. Field goals every time. So but, I don't know. But something's in the water. Something's in the water or the air or something with field goals this weekend because people are not making them. But yeah. The thing that makes me, because usually what really tears me down when the Hawkeyes lose, because usually it, it bothers me more than this, than it has this weekend. And usually what it is is because we usually win probably at least the first four or five games is like what I would say is typical. And then we lose. And it, like that's when it gets. You're like, oh, no, our yeah, streak that's is when lost. It's really hard for me because we lose a streak. It's usually against the Big Ten team. I mean, this year's going to be a rough one, you guys. So like I'm mm-hmm. not saying like we're in the clear from here. Now, we're but, literally like, talking about one loss. Like we're not breaking our perfect record. The yeah. next time we lose. Megan and I were talking about um, the next game is at Kinnick next weekend it's against like a who's it against like not an important team like someone we should beat but I'm like I low-key don't know if I want to go because I'm scared that it's gonna be bad again yeah and also just because like our family's not going and so like I'm kind of like how much do I care to go so So we will see um but yeah Iowa football I love you but you're stressing me out and I think we need some changes um anything else the parking garage that we were in took an hour for us to get out of the parking garage after the game yeah it was insane i think it was just because people kept like so it was kind of like two out. parking garages that were separated but then like they had one exit was my understanding and so there was a lot of zipper merging going on at that level but it was so trippy because ashton had gotten out of the car to like see why we were stuck he went down to like the very first level where like cars were leaving the gate and he was like they're moving so then he's like i thought we would have moved by the time i came up like back up here but the issue was that, like, the level we were on was the level where the zipper merge was occurring. So below the zipper merge, cars were, I think, moving pretty smoothly. But it just, like, kept, it kept like, other cars the in. Merge was. Well, it was a couple levels down. Okay. But what I'm saying is that the area above the zipper merge was just not moving. I think that people were also just backing out of their spots. So in the parking garage. Well, yeah, that too. But it was weird. I was like, normally I, like normally things like that don't bother me where it's like oh like we have to wait for a little bit and like i don't care but it was like i was like it's been an hour and we have not moved yeah and then when ashton came up i was even more annoyed because i was like what do you mean they're moving how does that work if this is a line but yeah the good news was that having been in the parking garage for so long we didn't really have like any other traffic 
except for like there was an accident on the interstate on the way back that yeah. we had to go past that was honestly kind of okay i tried to look stuff up this is something else we should talk about why well yeah why don't they post accident reports yeah like there are two accidents that have happened recently that megan and i have seen where it's like there's been pretty heavy like you just want to know ambulance or police presence like lots of lights flashing and so i'm like oh like i wonder what happened i don't know if that makes me just like nosy like i shouldn't look it up but like i want to know like megan and i if you watched our week in life when Maggie and I had dinner with our grandparents, we were driving home and we were actually driving separately because we had driven there separately. And so we normally would take the interstate to go back to her mom's house, but the on-ramp was closed off because there was an accident. And so I was like, well, if it's enough to close the on-ramp and like have all of these lights, like there was so many. The on-ramp was not closed. Yes, it was. I didn't think so. I saw that it was closed. Okay. And even afterwards when I was like trying to find stuff up, like at home, it was like, oh, like this, you can't get on. So... I was like, surely there has to be something out there. Like, I feel like even just like on like the news channel, I'm like, oh, like, you know, mile marker, blah, 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 like slow traffic or like, you know, it's blocked. There's an accident. I don't know. Nothing. I can't find anything. And then same thing with the accident that we saw on the way back. Tried to find something, which was a little bit harder because I don't even know what mile marker it was at. But it was Found a three-car nothing. accident. Luckily, it didn't seem like anyone was injured. They didn't yeah, even I didn't have, see like, an ambulance there. there. So, um, but like cars definitely seemed like they were totaled. So, yeah um and then also what was weird was like before we had gotten up to the accident traffic was kind of slow i don't know if that was because the the accident had already happened but there was like a truck which was not like an emergency vehicle or a police vehicle that just like flew by on the shoulder like not in a lane and so we were like then there was a truck when we got up to the accident that was like there's also a truck so we were like what did that truck did that truck cause an accident did that truck just get involved get because involved like in it was going on the shoulder i don't know so but i cannot confirm or deny if that was the case so who would like to start so we have um each of us have gathered seven or so of these um am i the a-hole posts and we'll see how many we get through sometimes we get through all of them sometimes um we talk about certain ones for longer and then we just stop when we get close to an hour but do you want to start or do you want me to start um i can start so, first one is, am I the a-hole for missing my daughter's birth? What's your initial thought? I would say yes, but, you oh, know, there's see. always usually nuance with some of these ones. Okay. So. For a little background information, I, 28 male, have a beautiful wife, 27 female. We've been trying for a baby for about three years now and have known each other since we were in high school. When my, when my wife found out she was pregnant, we were thrilled and have been getting prepared for months now. She's nine months pregnant. My dad is a real a-hole, but he keeps me employed. He owns a pretty nice Italian restaurant that has been run by my family for decades. I've worked there since He's I was about, about 15. He simply was working And I am at now the head chef. The problem is he treats his employees pretty bad, including me, and if you even miss one shift, you will get demoted or even worse, fired. I was in the middle of a very hectic shift on the busiest day of the week when my mother-in-law called saying my wife went into labor and I needed to get to the hospital right away. When I asked my dad if I could go, he said, quote, "You can go if you're okay with being unemployed." which I couldn't risk because after the baby was born, my wife would be off work for quite a while to be a stay-at-home mom. The reason my dad was so mad at the idea of me leaving was because he was understaffed and really needed my help. When I tried calling my mother-in-law, she wouldn't pick up, so I just kept working, and I thought I could explain myself later. Later, when it was time to go home, I drove to the hospital, but my mother-in-law and her sisters refused to let me in the room and called me names like a bad father and a bad husband. When it was finally time to leave the hospital, my, my wife and newborn baby went home with my mother-in-law, and they haven't spoken to me in days, even when I try and apologize and explain myself. I thought I was doing the right thing, but now I need to know, am I the a-hole? This is hard because it seems like clearly there's 
other things going on that he's trying to worry about and like prioritize but there are certain things I feel like where you kind of have to look at certain situations and be like what am I okay missing in life like there are certain things like you only have one chance one shot and you either are there or you're not and so like the birth of your first child that's a pretty big deal and I think that even if it's risking you losing your employment it's almost one of those things where especially the fact that he like had never been able to fully get in touch with someone beforehand to be like is this okay I just I certainly know that I would be rubbed the wrong way if I was uh the wife I think so too like it's just one of those things that I know your father is saying he's gonna fire you and like you're worried about finances and whatnot but like maybe that also means that's not like the most appropriate place to be working I don't know like see that's like what my follow-up question was because like I'm like okay a have you never missed a day of work in your life because if so you either still have been fired like right if this is not an exception for you to be able to leave work and then second of all like what was your plan like you knew your wife is pregnant you knew you said she's nine months pregnant so the baby is coming soon what was your plan because odds are you probably like would have been working you know when she was going to the hospital or like in labor like you knew this was coming so were you going to like request to take time off I just don't know what your plan was to make this not happen. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I know this isn't his fault, but, like, could your dad have, like, a little bit of empathy and common sense? Like, this is his grandchild. <laughs> Doesn't he want to be there? Like, especially if it's, like, a family-owned restaurant, if, like, things were a little bit slower, I feel like he could have been like, oh, like, my boy, like, Tony, he had to go to the hospital. Like, his wife is, like, having their baby. Isn't that crazy? Like, so we're a little bit slower, you know? But I'm sure, you know, you're, you'll are you understand. Like, I feel like people who like go to those types of like mom and pop restaurants like know the staff and like and know the owner and like can be like okay yeah like I get it yeah it's okay if my spaghetti takes a little bit longer today I get it yeah so I don't know let me look at some of the comments someone says you're the a-hole here's a newsflash lots of restaurants need staff you should have gotten out from under your father's thumb a long time ago before it affected your wife and child so that is one lots of uh upvotes on that one 16,000 upvotes for that one um you're the a-hole you're the a-hole i mean it's a pretty important event yeah and then you're also like childbirth is like not an easy experience like for the mom Mm -hmm. so like to be forced to have to go through that like on her own and like not have the comfort of her partner with her helping her through it it would feel very demoralizing Mm -hmm. um I don't know it's just like one of those things that you would hope to have your partner there with you so okay mine my first one is am i the a-hole for getting mad at my neighbors for telling their contractors they could enter my yard without my permission i have two large dogs this one's pretty self-explanatory and straightforward i feel like but i also um thought it kind of related to like apartment type stuff too that like we've experienced or i saw like um someone else what's her name Isaac Rochelle who's like in the NFL it's his wife and I don't recall her name but she's got a decent following on TikTok so anyways and she had like issues with her apartment so it's semi-related to this I feel like okay I um 33 year old female don't think I'm in the wrong here but the way my neighbor reacted has me second guessing myself a few days ago I woke up at 8 30 a.m and was about to let my large dogs out into my fenced backyard at the last second I checked my phone and saw that my next door neighbor Catherine 
female 60 years old, um, had sent me a text at 1 a.m. telling me there would be contractors in my backyard power washing her house from 8 to 9 a.m. Here's my issue. I wouldn't mind letting them in my yard if that made the work easier, but Catherine never asked. She just told me it was happening with seven hours notice in a text sent to me while I was asleep. It was just by chance that I saw it before I let the dogs outside, and had I not seen it, I could have let my dogs out into my yard with contractors already in the yard. One of my dogs is very fear- is a very fearful dog. While he has never bitten anyone, that is only because I work extremely hard to protect him from any unwanted encounters with strangers. Um, he's a very loving and special dog, so this is just not a risk I'm willing to take because I want to be a responsible dog owner. Um, my neighbors know this in there. No, he's scared of pretty much any person that I don't carefully introduce him to. Um, I also have very clear signage on all the gates. Um, but they told the contractors they could go into my yard, didn't ask permission, didn't wait for my answer. I felt this was an egregious overstep and was just kind of rude and entitled of them to not ask me permission and just tell me it was happening like I had no say in the matter. I got mad and texted her back and told her that this could have been a very serious safety issue and it is not okay under any circumstances for them to give anyone permission to enter my yard where my dogs could bite them. Um, Catherine's husband, Jack, then blew his top and told me that they didn't have any notice either. Either They heard from the contractor in the middle of the night and there was no time to notify me. I feel like that's not my problem and that they should have waited to receive Confirmed permission from me before telling the contractors it was okay. I really don't think I'm asking a lot here. I feel like this is an extremely reasonable request, dog issues or not. Um, basically, the husband got mad again. They were mad at each other, blah, blah, blah. That's a situation. There's a couple things that I'm confused about with this contracting company, though. Number one, why do they need to be in her yard to right? power wash? That was my first thought. I was like, her backyard house. fenced in. I don't know. I was confused. It's power washing, too. Like, that does not take a lot of room, does it? Maybe, like, they want to be further back so they're not, like, right up against it so it doesn't come back and hit them. Maybe. I just am, like, thinking of, like, I know our dad power washes his siding and, like, he can go in between his house on the side of his house and the neighbor's house and, like, it works just fine. So I was a little confused about that, but I don't know. And then the other thing, I was like, why are they contacting saying, yes, we'll be coming in the morning in the middle of the night? Yeah. That was the other thing I was like, so what? go ahead and review their business with some, you know, few stars. This was I a think pretty straightforward, like, where it comes from me is, like, their the neighbor's problems don't become your problems. So, I understand the husband's like, well, they didn't give us much notice either. That's not your problem. Your problem is saying, this is my yard, dogs or not, like, you truly, like, couldn't just, like, prevent them from going in your, in your yard, no matter what. But then, yeah, like she said... The dog safety issue, if, like, there would have been some sort of, like, accident, that would be on her. And, like, she would be, like, charged with, like, you know, reckless endangerment, whatever. Well, technically, like, would it be? I think it would in be. in her yard. What the, if someone was trespassing? I still think it would be, like, her fault with the dogs. I don't know. If there's a lawyer watching and they want to correct me, let me know. Either way, Especially if she has those signs, like, I don't know, I just... Either way, you know, legality-wise, you know, if it's not her fault, I'm sure, like, she also just doesn't want that to happen, N- you know? So, I think if it's your property, like, you have the right to do or not allow mm-hmm. whatever you want. Anyways, so now let's talk about apartment stuff. So, this um, NFL wife, I wish I knew her name, because, like, I'm not trying to just refer to, like, an NFL wife, but whatever... She made a TikTok where she was having an issue with her apartment because she knew that people were going to be um, coming in to do something, which I don't remember what it was, but she was under the impression that, like, 
they would be knocking and if she like wasn't available then like they would not be like just coming into her apartment and so she was doing something and then she like was deciding to shower and then she like heard knocking and um like people like coming in and she basically like ran to the door like naked and was like trying to like keep them out because like she felt like that was an invasion of her privacy for people to like come into her apartment when she like could have been in the shower like she had just gone out of the shower and so basically and you know people in the comments were saying you know the apartment has like the right to do that and I don't know I kind of wanted to just like discuss Open up the forum yeah so when Sierra and I lived in our apartment and I in Iowa City for the most part like we really had no issues with our like management the property management um and like things went pretty smoothly but something that really did kind of irk me about three years after we moved in because I think it was only this past year maybe mm-hmm. um they had decided they told us um that they were going to start doing monthly pest control which like I never saw a single freaking bug in our apartment ever like these were pretty new apartments and I never once saw a bug so I was a little confused with why they were starting to do that but anyways once a month too like that's fairly frequent but it was like they would have once a month a pest control person come in to spray bathrooms and in the kitchen and so it really didn't the whole thing itself took 30 seconds but the issue that I had was that we knew what day it was every month but never a time no time whatsoever not any sort of window it could have been any time eight to five and that is I think an overstep from the management property's perspective to expect people to and you don't have to be there but that's what that's what scares me well it's also like, the issue is that they like do what you have no way of knowing if oh, they yeah, had been they there or walk not in. well they can also just walk in so like same thing with the person who i was just talking about like the person has a key they're coming in no matter what and like they bang on the door loud so like you do hear them coming but you only have like it's kind of like 10 or 15 okay, seconds yeah, like i you you're good you can come in or like they're gonna assume you're not home and then they're also gonna still come in and so basically my best tactic was like if we were out of the day or out and had like class all day Tuesdays that that was my best case scenario I preferred that because then I was just like not there dealing with it but on days where I wasn't the apartment it just it felt uneasy like if I went and worked out I didn't fully know if I had like time to shower I was like have they been here already it really screws up with like my schedule and like after I worked out like I need to shower before I can do other stuff so then you're kind of like Sometimes Sierra and I would be like, okay, we're in a quick shower. You, like, be ready and, like, watch the door. Let me know Because, like, we're coming. showering in the bathrooms that they're going to come and spray. Yeah. So it was just more stressful than it needed to be. And I really felt like they shouldn't have been able to do that. But also, like, they can. So if you guys have had any similar experiences or, like, you have thoughts on like these they situations. Here's what they should have. Like, a two-hour window, please. Maybe. Yeah. That would have been so much more helpful. And, like, they can for sure, in the building that we lived in and how fast they can spray these rooms, it takes less than two hours to do one building. So, like, block the building times. I don't know. It just was, like, you're really not going to give me anything else to go off of. So. And, like, again, I would, like, show up, having finished working out, and be like, okay, have they been here already? And I can literally, like, just carry on with my life? Or do I need to, Could like, walk on eggshells? Yeah. And it's also, like, annoying because... Like, they're so loud, and, like, our walls were pretty thin in our apartment. I feel like if I was, like, down the hallway, I could have heard him knocking on, like, door number one and be like, oh, he'll be here in, like, you know, five minutes. But our door was, like, so, like, it was the second door. And so it's, like, if I heard him knock on the first door, I was like, he's going to be here in, like, two minutes. Like, not two minutes, like, one minute. And I was like, ah, 
So if it's like need to like change or put something on or whatever, like it's just stressful. Mm -hmm. Okay. Done with that one. Next one. This one's interesting. Am I the a-hole for tricking my husband into eating the food I cooked him or I cooked by making him think his mom sent it? My husband, we'll call him Mickey, loves his mom, loves his mom's cooking. He always praises her for the food she makes and even mentioned it in his groom speech at the wedding. I consider myself a good cook. In fact, I'm going to just say that I'm even better than his mom. But the problem is he doesn't even want to try my cooking or give me a chance to prove it. I thought this would change after marriage, but five months later, nothing's changed. What does he eat if he's not even if he's not eating what I'm cooking? He has requested that his mom send him a meal every day to eat for dinner after getting off work, except for the weekend where we go over to her house and eat breakfast, lunch, dinner, and dessert there. Can we pause and just no, like already, <laughs> already discuss? This is all that I read before I was like, I'm talking about this. Oh my goodness. Sometimes you're kind of like, girl, you agree to this, right? Like, I know you're complaining about it now and like rightfully so, but like it took so much to get here. Yes. Like, if I'm, like you're married to him. You're, you've never been to a restaurant with this man? You've never, like, just been... I don't know if you guys have lived together before this, but, like, you were at his house or your house, and you're like, oh, like, we should eat, blah, blah, blah. He's like, no, no. I can't. Like, that's like a child. Truly. And, like... I don't know. It's just weird. Also, you make it sound like you're at his mom's house for at least one full day every weekend. And he's eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner there. And dessert. <laughs> anyway. This sounds like a really bad case of a mama's boy, but I will keep reading. Every single day, he'd come home and ask if his mom sent him a meal. I grew irritated of this, and whenever I tried to offer him to taste any of my wasted food and I cooked... he would have it sent to him. Like, he wouldn't even go pick it up. He'd lay in bed and say he's full. I'm also just like, how insulting is it that he won't even, like, try the food you've made? This is one of those things where you're like, this is not real. Like, what is his plan just, like, for the rest of his life? What if when his mom dies, like, is he going to starve? Or, like, family dinners when I'm, like, making food for, you know, us and our four kids. You're just going to be like, here's what grandma packed me. Anyways. Um, so I came up with an idea. I cooked him the same meal his mom sent him that day and put it aside until he got home. He asked if his mom sent a meal for dinner, and I said yes and served him my own version of the meal, not hers. He didn't notice anything different. He ate the whole thing with no hesitation while I sat across from him asking him questions about how good the meal was. He went on... Um, and praising it, saying how perfect it was, how exceptional it was, and how it was just what he needed after a long day at work. I smiled and said, you're welcome. <laughs> he froze and looked at me for a minute, looked down at the plate, then back at me and said, wait, you made this, didn't you? I said, with my own hand and from scratch. His face suddenly went red and he got upset and said that he was not, or that this was not cool. I told him he never even gave me a chance to show him how good my cooking is and that he's probably just used to his mom's cooking and is rejecting any other alternatives, which isn't fair to me. He said that I shouldn't have lied to him and basically tricked him into eating food that he had no idea where it came from. I said he liked it, or I said, yeah, I said he liked it and he admitted that it was good. Um, so what's the issue? He got up from his seat, threw the napkin and said that I was unbelievable and then walked out. He's got quiet the rest of the evening, then posted about it on Facebook in a vague post about being tricked into eating someone's food like, like that. I felt guilty and bad thinking maybe I shouldn't have done this, but I was frustrated with how he kept turning down every meal. I tried to cook him and then say, no thanks, I prefer mom's food. Am I the a-hole? I'm sorry, but no. And this guy is Normally, in any other situation where, like, you did something and, like, made someone, like, eat something that they weren't aware what they were eating, I'd be like, yeah. In this situation, no. I'm sorry. Mm -mm. Like, I honestly, I applaud you or don't applaud you. I don't know, like, the right way to phrase this, but, like, for me, you kind of have to be like, so this person must be perfect in every other way, and this is their only flaw for you to even 
think about putting up with this but this, has, this comment has forty thousand upvotes info why would you marry someone who refuses to eat your food and makes his mother make him dinner every day <laughs> that is a good a question. question um also does his mom really want to make him food for for the rest of his life or has he made up a story to get her to do it and also what will he eat when mommy dies and he is still a grown adult all questions so. that have why did you raise marry interesting him? <laughs> file for file for divorce and ship him back to his mommy not the a-hole info how did you end up marrying him <laughs> you're just like, like everyone's you're like just not like, the a-hole but also like we have some questions for you like no one is even really answering the question and they're just like what like anyways anyway i had to include that because i was like this is crazy okay am i the a-hole for not wanting my fiance's sister as a bridesmaid Getting married and my 26-year-old female fiancé, 30-year-old male, is really close to his twin sister. We live about three, hour, three hours away from his sister, but see her pretty frequently. Over the last three years, I have tried to become friends with her, but she just never seemed that interested. For example, when my fiancé would go do stuff with his father and brother, I'd see if she'd want to hang out, but she always opted to do other things. I tried to initiate hangouts a couple times with her, but there was always a reason for her not to. Over time, I quit trying. I was kind of hurt by this, but it's her choice, so whatever. Now the wedding is here. It's a smaller wedding, and my fiancé and I are having three people each in our wedding party. I opted to have my sister and two close friends. Things kind of blew up because I guess it was just assumed that his sister would be a bridesmaid, and he already told her that she was before he ever proposed. I told him that wasn't the case, and I wanted people I was close to in my wedding party. He says it's our wedding, and this is just this is so important to him and his sister, and that she'll be, she'll be absolutely crushed. I kept firm with my no because I feel like if she wanted to be in the wedding so bad, she could have made more of an effort with me. I'm not trying to hold a grudge, but I want people I'm close to in my wedding party and not someone who could never give me an afternoon. The situation escalated because my fiancé then came around a few days later and said they will have that we will have four people in the wedding party. He came up with a fourth person for himself, so now he, his sister gets to do it. I didn't really say anything, and I'm unsure of what to do. She would not be my fourth choice, but I don't want this to create issues between us. Am I the a-hole for not wanting her in my wedding party? Hmm. This is kind of interesting. I was actually going to suggest, like, before you even mentioned it, like, could they just add one more person on each side? But I think this brings up an interesting conversation of, like, the split and how it's, like, kind of changing. I don't know if you've seen, like, weddings with, like, now instead of people just doing, like, bridesmaids where yeah, all the girls are on one side and men were like all the groomsmen on the other side a lot of people are now doing things where the woman will pick like her top you know however many people and the guy will pick his whether they're male or female and they'll stay like on the side of like the bride or the groom depending on who they're there for and so i feel like they could have avoided that by doing something similar to that where like if they're okay with just like you know doing a mix of like men and women on either side that could be a solution but and then it's also like my other question and like this is what I don't know. I think it's dependent on each person, but do they think that like all the bridesmaids should be like the bride's choices or do they think like all the women, whether it's for the male or the the bride or for the groom, like they're going to go on the bride's side. Traditionally, like that's kind of what happens is like, okay, pick your top people, but also like a lot of people do make the assumption of like, you know, my brother, like he's not going to be on my bridesmaid's side, but like he can be on your groomsmen's side. And like, hopefully, you know, in best case scenario, there's a decent relationship between, like, you know, brother and groomsman, for example, or, like, sister mm-hmm. and wife, where, like, that still works out. But clearly, that's not always the case. I do think, like, honestly, for me, best case scenario, because, like, I think his sister should be in the wedding if, like, it's someone that's not important to him. Because, like, I've always just, like, been of the mindset that 
it's not like the bride picks all of her bridesmaids like she does but it's like with the intention of like who's important to the groom that i'm also going to ask to be a bridesmaid Mm -hmm. which is usually like a sister which is it is in this case so i think maybe she could say okay well can i pick who like your groomsman is does she have like a brother or like a very important friend that like she grew up with like is there any guy that she would want to be a groomsman that isn't yet a groomsman so they could each have like and then instead of him necessarily picking the fourth person if there's someone else like it's one of those things where it's like yes make a decision and decide like who you want in your wedding party but also like this isn't the end of the world and like you know i think it's probably better for the sister to be in the wedding than not if you have to just like decide Mm -hmm. so figuring out the best way to proceed after that by doing either like giving them two solutions yeah you can either say can i pick the fourth groomsman or you can say let's do a mix of like we each get three people and it can be whoever and you like your three people be on your side my three people be on my side those are our suggestions they're obviously listening and like you know they might not be like traditional but I think it can be kind of cool because yeah. like they'll do like the guy will wear like um, a shirt that's like the same color as or like a bow tie that's like the color of like the bridesmaid dress. But then like all the groomsmen will be like wearing like, I don't know, all black with like a black bow tie. And then if there's like a girl on that side, she'll wear like a black dress. Like that's the kind of stuff that I've seen mm-hmm. of what people do to do like a mixed gender, like bride side, groom side. So I think either of those options would be okay. I'm going to say... She's not not the a-hole, but she's also, like, not the a-hole. So, but hopefully we had some good solutions. Mm -hmm. Okay, next one I have is, am I the a-hole for not buying cigarettes for my wife, who is a stay-at-home mom? What's your initial thought? Mm, To be honest, this, like, made me think about something else, too. And maybe we can discuss. Um, I don't think anyone ever needs to buy anyone anything. So... In that logic, I'm always, I'm just like, you don't have to get her cigarettes. You don't have to get her anything. Um, this brings up an interesting point. And I am in no way... I'm saying, like, this is my own personal thought process. But I've noticed something that, like, this is... I'm like, do I call out names or do I just, like, <laughs> act... I don't even know what you're saying, so... It's about pizza and ordering pizza. Okay. Oh. Do I call out <laughs> names or do I just keep it vague here? I mean, they're both listening, I so. know. <laughs> You can They're both listening, so I'm like, I might as, I might as well <laughs> just call it out. Um, so our mom, this happened yesterday when we were at the football game. I don't think then, we even fully like explained why it bothered you so much. So mom, this is the explanation. And then uh, Haley. Haley has also mentioned this before. And so first of all, we just want to say different strokes for different folks. Right. If like it if works, this, it works. Right. First and foremost, yes. But so. Haley is the one that mentioned this first because we went and were eating dinner with our grandparents. So that's like how I even know this happened. And Haley was there too, but uh, Ashton, her husband, was not there. He was still at their house. And so Ashton had texted Haley asking Haley if she could order a pizza. And when Haley said that, <clears throat> I was just like, what? <laughs> I was like, but you're here and he's there and you're ordering it for him. So I was a little confused. But she was like, yeah, like, it was no big deal. And, like, she obviously just did that and it was fine. But in my mind, I was like, huh, interesting. I would have said you can order your own pizza. <laughs> that's just me. <clears throat> and so then yesterday when we were in Iowa City for the Iowa State game, our mom was there. We were all in Iowa City. And my stepdad was at home, not in Iowa City. 
and he asked our mom if she could order him a pizza and I mean she was going to but she didn't have service so she ended up like not ordering him a pizza but I was just like is this the thing like am I missing something because I don't know I just like if someone were like suggest that I'd have been like huh yeah <laughs> I just that would be my like, reaction and here honestly to play like it's not even devil's advocate but here's what I think might have happened I think that they might just be ordering from like this like x account which is either Haley's account or mom's account and like, and, like they want to rack up like, the rewards. points and stuff yeah that was my thought process so Haley or mom if you can confirm or deny the audience wants to know why you're ordering pizza because that's the only thing I can think of as the why Unless it's just your love language is like acts of Maybe. service and like that's just you being like loving and kind, then good for you. But I guess I'm just, I'm not following not that person because I would have been like, I mean, you have two thumbs and a finger and a finger and a phone <laughs> that you can use. So Anyways, that was my like, that's where it like, that's my reaction to this too. Okay. So connection. Anyway, now we'll get into the actual. I was like, what are we even talking about? Okay. <laughs> now we'll get into the actual story. So. Uh, me, female, and my wife, Jessie, female, had our daughter two years ago. Jessie is a smoker. She doesn't smoke a lot, but she consumes two to three a day. She wanted to be the one who got pregnant, and I told her that she couldn't smoke at any point in the pregnancy, and only after her baby stopped breastfeeding, she could start, she could start consuming again. She agreed. I don't really even know why they mentioned that, because that is not important. Um, I guess maybe a little bit later it comes up. I'm against smoking. I don't smoke, but it doesn't bother me that much, and, or when other people smoke, and to my delight, Jessie has never or was never a person who smelled like cigarettes despite being a smoker. The reason I'm against it is that my father died of lung cancer, and guess what? He smoked. I also love they had, they had to say, the reason I'm against smoking, as if, like, you really have to, like, explain it that much. Yeah. And it's only because her father died. It's not because, like, just anyone can get lung cancer. Anyways. Um, when, our, when our daughter was born, I managed to stay at home for one year and three months. This honestly, like, doesn't matter. Basically, she said that she had to go back to work, but they decided her wife, like, wouldn't go back to work. And so, like, the wife, who is a smoker, is a stay-at-home mom. And she goes to work and, like, provides financially and stuff. So, um, currently we have a fair division of tasks at home. And when I get home from work, I take care of our daughter so she can rest. And two days a week, I work part-time um, at home so as to not overload her, even though she stays pretty overwhelmed. Recently, our daughter weaned off of breastfeeding and Jesse came to me to talk to me about finally starting smoking again. I said that I wouldn't pay for them, but I pay for everything. I even proposed to rearrange my schedule in case she wanted to do some freelancing as she's a designer, but I wouldn't give her uh, the money. The cigarettes are my limit. She was annoyed, saying that we agreed on her being a stay-at-home mom and that I would provide financially for the family, including her expenses, and I'm going to, or I'm going behind our agreed, which was I never paid slash would pay for cigarettes of hers, and she has known this for years. She's still mad at me, saying I'm being or I'm using being the breadwinner to not let her smoke and forcing her to look for another way to earn money to buy something she wants. I don't know if I'm in the wrong, but cigarettes are a choice and a bad addiction. I don't feel comfortable paying for it given my family history. Am I the a-hole? And I did want to say, because they're very adamant about people reading the extra information. One, I always made it clear that I would never pay for a cigarette. When we made the decision for her to be a stay-at-home mom, I told her I wouldn't feel right paying for her cigarettes, and she reassured me that it was something I wouldn't have to worry about. Um, two, I couldn't put it on the post, but she does freelance to make some purchases she wants. There are months when we are tighter and we can't do some shopping, so she does freelancing. It's rare, but it happens, and on those days, our daughter stays with me, um, even if it's at my service. I never limited any of her purchases, ever, if not because of tight money. Um, that's mostly the important information. Okay. <clears throat> she was a... The smoker was about to pull me to her side, honestly, before the poster explicitly stated that they and that's had talked what, about beforehand 
that she would not do that even after the fact because I was going to say if she was working before and now you've made the decision that she's not going to be working and she's going to be a stay-at-home mom and you're the breadwinner and provider then I was going to say like yes that would kind of be an expectation then that you would follow through with but and to me it's less about like that's what I was going to say is that I agree with like if you've decided like I'm the breadwinner and like our money is our money and like it's not so much about you paying for the cigarettes it's about her getting her money and being able to spend that money how she would like to which would include cigarettes yeah and so my thoughts kind of boil down to if you truly stated as explicitly as you told us in this post that no money that you specifically make should be used for cigarettes and she must make her own money to get her cigarettes and you both agreed to that who am I to say that you know you have to go back on the agreement but I don't know that seems like a very specific thing yeah to have discussed because I feel like you wouldn't I just feel like it wouldn't be like oh like I'm not paying for your cigarettes it would be here's like our joint account that you can pay for stuff with or like here's I don't know if like a monthly allowance would be what you do like just like I feel like you wouldn't break it down that much but but evidently you did and so I can look at some of the stuff I'm guessing that a lot of people were initially saying like she was the a-hole by like holding her back from like the stay-at-home mom's own finances like if that's what you decide to do then like you decide finances are evenly split so I'm guessing that's why they felt the need to go back and like say well for your information I explicitly said yeah <laughs> I would well, not okay, well, let me answer your own question yeah so someone said it sounds like she has zero access to money if she can't even buy a pack of smokes that's really controlling even if you don't agree with it you're the a-hole for that alone which I'm guessing is just one example of them having to go back and say no I didn't agree to this but yeah I think we've stated our opinions about like how technically yes the a-hole if your finances are split but maybe not if you're like you have to pay for with your own freelance money I don't know okay we're honestly getting close to an hour but I did want to at least get through this one so okay am i the a-hole for being insensitive about my husband wanting to see his mom and not letting him back in the house after he did um so mother-in-law moved away five years ago of course that is her choice and she should do what makes her happy but i also feel she should make more of an effort to visit us as she chose to move she doesn't have any little kids and she just has a lot more freedom than we do mother-in-law doesn't like this and has been trying to make us visit her this has been a battle for five years my husband did visit once so she finally agreed to come to us We went to pick her up at the airport, and I had my kids, six and four. Mother-in-law kept her distance and was honest that she began feeling sick when she got on the plane and it hurts to swallow. So I thanked her for being honest and kept my kids away from her. We went to lunch, and I sat at another booth. She ended up going to urgent care and getting a strep test, and I made her get a hotel while she waited for the results. She did have strep, so I refused to let her in my house. My husband said I was crazy, and she isn't touchy-feely anyway, so we should be fine. He ended up wanting to spend time with her, so I said I support that, but he can't come home. He was... Um, Mad and got a hotel room, um, which mother-in-law had to pay for because we couldn't afford it. They went out every day and did stuff, but he thought he should be able to sleep at home. Apparently, mother-in-law was bad-mouthing me to him and calling me a control freak and a narcissist. Um, My mother-in-law's husband got struck as well because he doesn't do personal space. They left this morning, and my husband is still in a hotel as I don't want him around us right now. I told him that I wished he didn't hang out with her as it isn't fair to me, but I respect his choice. He won't even talk to me and says I'm cruel and insensitive and just hate his mom. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, okay. Think about this logically. (laughs) Think about this logically. Yeah. I think that the mom probably spent a lot of money to go and visit them. Have I ever had strep? You have, yes. Have we ever 
Did we ever quarantine anyone no. from the house? I've never even gotten strep. I've had strep multiple times in my life. What? It's a sore throat and you get antibiotics for it immediately. And it's honestly like I never gave it to anyone in my house. And we didn't do anything to not... The, basically, the top person on here says they're a nurse. Hold on, I need to find it. Yeah, I mean, it's You're pretty... the After starting antibiotics, she's no longer contagious 24 to 48 hours afterwards. Um, practicing good cough hygiene and wash, hand washing can prevent spread. I'm a nurse. I've been sneezed on and coughed on by kids with strep and never got strep. Like, maybe the, mo- maybe the mom didn't know that, but I'm just like, strep is not one of those things where you're really this, like, no. Yeah. So that was my take on I mean, it. I mean, I do like, think it's overkill, obviously. And, like, I mean, no offense, but I can understand, like, why your mother-in-law would be, like, bad mouthing you like just by being like i came all this way like you've been wanting me to come over for five years and i come all the way and like find out i'm sick and like now no one's like gonna see me after i paid five hundred dollars for a plane ticket except for my son and like the son or the husband you know is because at first i was reading this and i was like well i guess like you wouldn't want to get sick sure and like we live in a world where like post-covid you kind of are like oh like if you're sick like let's not be around anyone at all which like if you can sure that makes sense because people don't really want to get sick but it's also like this is like special circumstances where it's like someone coming into town you're not going to see them next week so they're gonna be gone i don't know that was like you could just like i was like i've had strep and like this was not the protocol that we did so i don't know that was my thought on it i mean hey i agree and i felt justified when i saw the nurse's comment so so Anyways, hope you guys enjoyed the very first video episode. Let us know your thoughts. Feel free to subscribe to this YouTube channel now, as well as subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Um, We'll be posting these videos every Thursday at 8 a.m., same time as the audio version of the podcast gets posted everywhere else. We also have an Instagram, at according to, all spelled out with letters that you can follow. Um, we would love some episode ideas. If you guys want to give us any input, either feel free to comment them, DM us, all that good stuff. Yeah. We'll talk to you guys next Thursday. Bye. Bye.